0: Everywhere throughout the civilized world, people know this street. Broadway, USA, the longest street in the world. But Broadway is a street of many moods, and we're going to see most of them. We'll follow Broadway through the heart of New York, from top to bottom. Back on Broadway, Father Duffy. The theatrical district with its shows. Remember me to Herald Square. Tell all the gang at 42nd Street that I will soon be there. Whisper of how I'm yearning to mingle with that old-time throng. Give my regards to Old Broadway and say that I'll be
1: there ere long. You're
0: I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy. I'm glad I am. Sam. I'm a real-life Yankee Doodle made my name and fame and boodle just as Mr. Doodle did by riding on a pony. I love to listen to the Dixie Strain. I long to see the girl I left behind me. That ain't a Josh. She's a Yankee by gosh. Oh, say can you sing about a Yankee that's off for me. Little Johnny Jones, the jockey from the USA. We'll ride the pony, Yankee Doodle, English Dobby Day. Jones, he's broken records, every track and every beat. So Yankee Doodle's gonna be the boy they have to beat.
1: Sportsmen of the British, how to
0: follow his
1: career. Have offered Johnny anything to keep him over here.
0: But all the money in the bank of England couldn't pay enough to keep young Johnny Jones away from old Broadway.
1: If you want to take a trip, the surest of sure things.
0: Have your houses, mortgaged, huck your watches, pawn your rings. And put it all on Yankee Doodle, Johnny Jones is up. I'm gonna give America the English Derby Cup. He's gonna give America the English Derby Cup. I'm a Yankee Doodle Dan. Yankee Doodle, do or die. A real live nephew of my Uncle Sam, born on the 4th of July. I've got a Yankee Doodle sweetheart. She's my Yankee Doodle joy. Yankee Doodle came to London just to ride the ponies. I am that Yankee Doodle boy.
1: Hey.
2: All right. Take a look here. President Biden leading former President Trump in New York by just 12 points. Now, remember, uh, Trump lost by 20 points in the last two presidential elections. Okay, uh, that those numbers according to the Fox News voter analysis. So the former president telling Laura Ingram last night at their town hall in South Carolina that he thinks he has a chance in New York, and he may even hold. A big campaign rally, even in Madison Square Garden. Watch this. I'm going to uh, see about Madison Square Garden, and we're going to go to the South Bronx, and we're going to go to Queens and other areas. I think there's a chance to win New York. The people are very, very unhappy. Now that would be interesting. Uh, Send the
0: word, send the word over there that the Yangs are coming the Yangs are coming the drums are coming everywhere so
2: explain those Badlands. That's a hell of a name.
3: Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Hello. Welcome, everybody. You are watching Badlands Media on Rumble or whatever platform you're watching, and my name is Matt Trump, and this is Spellbreakers. We're kicking off the Wednesday night uh, primetime lineup here on Badlands. And if you've never been to this, if you've never dropped by to Spellbreakers before, I'm the host. And um, well, uh, we we just have fun here. We have fun about topics, about current events and science. And uh, I spend the week trying to figure out what I think is going to be something fun that's also in the vibe of the week, you know, also in the vibe of the week. And uh, last week uh, we were talking about New York, and I was the topic last week was, could Donald Trump win New York state? And we basically went through the entire history of New York state politics, presidential politics over the last hundred years. And uh, you know, I, I think it's actually concluded as possible. It seems to have gained a little bit of traction as an idea this week, but also the idea of you uh, know do patriotic art. And uh, there's something about uh, patriotic art, images, founding fathers that has developed over the last week that's a little bit interesting, like by coincidence that we'll talk to. But it's so good to see all of you. I've been seeing you in the chat and uh, so good to see all of you. So tonight's episode of Spellbreakers is brought to you in part by our friends at Goldco. Goldco, yes. So... They have a video that goes with their... their, Our sponsors are so wonderful. Our sponsors are are just the greatest. Uh, Here we go. Sponsor number one, Gold Co. Are you concerned about the $6 trillion at stake in the upcoming 2024 election? $6 trillion. The Wall Street Journal has reported a critical issue. The looming decision on extending tax cuts scheduled to expire in 2025. Uh, Yikes. Yeah. Republicans advocate for extending Trump's tax cuts while the Democrats lean towards letting them expire and increasing taxes on top earners and corporations, potentially creating a massive $6 trillion gap. But fear not, there's a way to protect yourself from this impending threat. Join the thousands of hardworking Americans who are taking proactive steps to safeguard their savings. Visit badlandsgold.com to claim your free 2024 gold and silver kit and fortify everything you've worked for. You may even qualify for up to 10% back in bonus silver, but hurry, supplies are limited. Don't leave your financial future to chance. And now to diversify and shield your savings against the uncertainties ahead. Act now to diversify and shield your savings against the uncertainties ahead. Get your free 2024 gold and silver kit today at badlandsgoldgut.com and take control of your financial destiny. So yeah, badlandsgold.com. Um can't think of a better place to visit, really. Um, we're going we're gonna, to, by coincidence, by pure coincidence, no tie-ins because a, a Gold Co. It has some very strict uh, uh, policies about what I can say regarding their ads. So, but uh, we can talk about gold in general, right? And we're going to mention some gold, gold coins today because why we're going, we are, let's see if we can. We are going to, the metropolitan museum today i wanted to do that last week as part of the tie into new york we just ran out of time and and really it deserves its own episode because we're talking about uh, patriotic things and new york and whether we can make new york great again and the met really is a real fantastic place a, a fantastic museum it really is a great place a great museum and a lot of the greatness of america is is reflected there, I believe, and in the midst of New York, in the midst of New York, not far from Trump Tower, not surprisingly. Uh, and somebody who was just saying J.K. Moore seven seven seven, you were saying you were at the Met yesterday. Good for you. Yeah, uh, I was. In, if you didn't see the show, I was there uh, about two weeks ago. Jessica and I were there, and it was a day it snowed. It was a wonderful snowy day, and we walked up to it. Uh, the Met, but I'm going to take you guys there, and we're going to talk about it in the context of America and patriotic art and the meaning of patriotic art. Some of these themes, and of course, we'll tie it back into our favorite uh, New York, New York State-born politician, who uh, the once and future president of the United States, and maybe who knows, <laughs> maybe getting a third term, uh, Donald Trump. Yeah, let's. Um, let's see what we got here yes please give a thumbs up i think let's see yes uh yes there we go we were having a little bit of technical difficulties earlier with uh the i had a clip of uh james Cagney singing your grand old flag and uh, we'll talk about that musical in a minute there was no sound you probably saw MAGA, make New York make America great again. Uh M Y M N Y G A. I'm not going to try to pronounce that. <laughs> make New York great again. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, and also Mwesivga. Make Western civilization great again. And I think all of these things go together. All of these things go together. I mean, how great would it be? How great would America be? if Trump won New York state, wouldn't that just make you feel like, wow, America's sort of, we're really on the right track, you know, cause Reagan won it twice. And that clip I showed you, they were a little bit surprised. Reagan won by a bigger margin the second time. Like even after four years, they Reagan got over 50% in New York state, but well, that was a ways back. Let's be and there. But why not? Why not? Uh, especially with a third party run by Robert Kennedy, possibly. I, I think it's. I think it's not out of the question. Not out of the question. And you know, it Trump doesn't even need New York State to win, but it would be so good. It would. How how could we not say that it's a great day for America if that happened? And that, uh, but Biden needs New York. If Biden doesn't win New York, then uh, it's, no way he gets near the president or any Democrat. So good to see you. So good to see you. Make make great a great again. <laughs> Everything they name great isn't so great. Yeah, well, this is what I've been thinking. I I thought a lot about this. I actually thought about this after going to the Met and being inspired. Like, what does it mean to be great? What does it mean to be great again? What does it mean to make America great again? I think when we all heard that when he was first saying it, we figured maybe, and and I'm just going to say speak for myself, but I think it probably, a lot of people maybe had the same reaction, which is that. He meant like economically great, again, uh, that, you know, as as a strength of a a powerful nation and militarily, and uh, that we, you know, that we are, 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 our word is good when it comes to using our armed forces overseas and we use it for, uh, we use it purposefully. And, uh, you know, we, this sort of, within the international community, America is great, right? And also is a, a great economy and people have jobs and, People are satisfied that way, but lately, I you know, it, and and Trump did that. You know, he did pull that off a little bit, but but you know, it, it did it go away? Did it last beyond his term? Because that that's no good if it's just with him as president, right? That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about something more deep and permanent. When we we say "great" again, make America great again. And I think thinking about it, maybe maybe you'll agree with me or not, that it's just really what it's about is the idea of America. The idea of America, the, the, the ideal of America was once a great ideal. The concept of America that comes out in a movie like Yankee Doodle Dandy, which is the life story of George M. Cohan, starring James Cagney, James Cagney, by the way, is the is one of the legitimate uh, answers to the question, who was the third best male dancer in on screen in Hollywood history, screen dancer, I mean, performing on screen. Uh, the first two we know, you know, it's always Astaire and, and Gene Kelly in no particular order. But who is the third best? That's my always my favorite question to ask a, uh, a movie buff. So that was 1942 when that movie was made. It's the life story of George M. Cohan. And I I wanted to include him because there's a statue of him in Times Square, and uh, the the I went down, I didn't know there was one, but I was I walked through Times Square the first time I walked through by myself recently, and oh George George M Cohen. oh great that's that's perfect, right? And I just I looked at the statue and I was sitting below it and I thought, wow, you know, the next time in New York that they go on a statue tearing down binge they're going to tear this one down too. Just because he's a white man, (laughs) that's all. And, and, you know, he's he's out of step, you know, that's all it's going to be in the future. Oh, you're a white man statue, tear it down. We don't want any more of those. Um, And and Jessica came down with me a couple nights later and we just, we sat by it and we looked all around, you know, and and there's the vibe on the streets and he just looks so out of place, George M. Cohan amidst all of that it, at one point he would have he was you know right at home when they put him up there people just loved him and now it's like the, well but it, it you know let's be fair times square was sort of skeezy for a while there's a po- picture up there with these uh let's see uh, nude girl review etc that's the old times square times square is a lot nicer than it was in the 70s and 80s it's a lot nicer I'll tell you that um but yeah, uh, life story, George M. Cohan, there was a little bit, you saw George M. Cohan at the beginning. If you watch the the uh, short clips at the beginning, there was a clip of him right at the end just uh, of singing over there. And uh, that's actually him, George M. Cohan, that was on the Ed Sullivan show. So that's not Jimmy Cagney. But um, of course, you all saw this <laughs> over so the last week. Uh, I think you all know what this is. If you're, if you're just listening, this is uh, a shot of an image generated by that came out over the, the week with uh, from google gemini their ai image generator and uh it's a gentleman uh th- i guess this was in the answer to the question show me founding fathers of america you might have heard of what happened the people started putting in uh, queries into the uh gemini uh, uh, search engine of google and basically it was impossible to get it to show white white men so to my point just now with george m cohan that uh and, and this was there was a there was one it was uh, it was uh, a show founding fathers and it showed an Indian chief and it showed a you know it showed a bunch of folks and it showed this image, uh, which as you can see it's a very, it's a very black African American looking gentleman with a wig like George Washington and wearing a you know a Revolutionary War uh, possibly a Continental Army although it's red uh, it's supposed to be perhaps a, a Revolutionary War era officer's uniform. And he's looking very distinguished. And I have to say, um, I have to say, uh, I sort of dig this. I like this image. I, I was thinking of maybe, you know, I'd like to get a t-shirt with this on it. It says MAGA, you know, I think that you know, Google, their idea was that this was to, this was to humiliate us, you know, and like this, this was supposed to humiliate us and make us feel bad. And I don't feel bad about it at all. Actually, I think, you know, sort of goes with our theme. Um, I think these images are sort of lousy in a way. They're really like like this image. look at this. The stripes on the flag are lousy. Google has a terrible image. Gener- this is like this is like two years old technology. We've come so far in image generate. These stripe flags look terrible. Look at the hand on on the on this rifle here. It's just it's so there's not even a real hand. Her fingers, it's real primitive AI generation. But there's something about it that I'm sort of, I I don't really have a problem with it per se. I think it's, there's something sort of engaging about it. And, uh, you know, and I think I have to say in some ways, this is really, this is really good art. This is really good art. The images are sort of lousy, but the, um, as art, it's sort of interesting. And I I read a piece on, somebody said on Twitter, the reason is because it pissed off everybody. It pissed off everybody. Oh, you can't see what I'm seeing? You can't see what I'm seeing. Oh, you can't. Ha. okay. (laughs) No more technical difficulties. All right, let's go back. All right, that's what I'm seeing. We are not seeing the slides. You know, and I have the monitor right here. There's no excuse for that. There's no excuse for that. I've been doing this for over a year now. There's no excuse for that. Um, I totally apologize. So, okay we I make this a little bit bigger there we go bigger so i thought you were complaining about this so <laughs> oh man how many times do i do that like every every third week all right so maga M Y N G A west civ ga george m cohan there's the statue i was talking about there's the statue and um this is what the google image came up with if you can see and these are the images and these are the i i'm saying i'm not bothered at all by the image <laughs> love you man thank you silent whisper i need the encouragement when it... um we all i, I think y'all saw these kind of things from google and it's like i said i have no problem with the images per se i think this is sort of cool this one this is um This one is the one I could put on a t-shirt, I think. I think this guy looks... He's sort of badass. But as images, they're lousy. The stripes on the flag are lousy. I probably thought I was talking about the one in... uh, the the, uh, Crossing the Delaware. And this one, too. This one, her hands are lousy. It's really terrible AI. It's really terrible image generation. It's really lousy. And what Google is telling me is that uh, black people look stereotypically black. You know? Uh, So... Google, and don't you just love this, that Google really outed itself. It really showed us all how bad it is. This is the worst PR thing for Google ever. Isn't isn't that a great thing? So this is art. This is art, not the images aren't art. The images are just sort of lousy AI images. The concept of the website is art because it pissed off everybody. Now Google might not have intended it that way. But it pissed off everybody. So good for you, Google. But compare these to the old paintings, like George Washington here and this one here. Here's two images of Washington, and you can see that uh, uh, AI has a long way to go in terms of uh, making, especially Google AI, making things feel with the warmth of uh, a human creator behind it. I don't, I don't think we're ever going to see uh, that. Uh, that kind of thing. So we're going to go to the Met. So we're going to the Met. So we're at the Met. We're there. Uh, these are. That's a picture from the Met. And there's the building. And the Metropolitan, we're talking about the Metropolitan Museum of Art. So the Metropolitan Museum of Art, colloquially referred to as the Met, is an art museum in New York City. So Wikipedia is our friend tonight. I'm, we're just playing tour guy. We're just having fun. The largest art museum in the Americas and the fourth largest in the world. The largest art museum in the Americas. Uh, As of 2022, the museum welcomed 3.2 million visitors, making it the third most visited museum in the United States and the eighth most visited art museum in the world. Its permanent collection contains over 2 million works divided among 17, 17, curatorial departments. The main building at 1005th Avenue along the Museum Mile on the eastern edge of Central Park on Manhattan's Upper East Side is by area one of the largest art museums, the first portion of approximately 2 million square feet building was built in 1880. Oh, okay. That built, okay. A much smaller second location, the Cloisters, uh, contains an extensive collection of art, architecture and artifacts from medieval Europe. Cloisters is a really cool place. I was there years and years ago. We didn't go there this time. We just went to the 1 in 5th Avenue. So the Met is to be dis- is not to be confused with the Museum of Modern Art, MoMA. So the Met has all the old stuff. Uh, Before, like the middle of the twentieth century, and Museum of Modern Art basically has contemporary art, and uh, well, uh, it's got different kind of art, you know. If you can see the image on the screen, there's one there that sort of looks like it's uh, uh, well, uh, like that, like something from Silence of the Lambs. I went there years ago, uh, and I remember there was a painting. uh, There was a room full of paintings by a woman who painted uh, her uh, sexual organs in many over and over and over again in various poses and weird colors, and a one that was a chicken wire all in you know, a bet wire together. But So that's the Museum of Modern Art. Uh, it, it, I'll have to go back there sometime and see that again too. The mat is the old stuff. It's up on Fifth Avenue, and there it is. If you're in New York, that's Central Park. So this was looking north from about where my hotel was, about where our hotel was. Uh, with Trump Tower off a little bit to the right. So Fifth Avenue is the street that goes along the right side of Central Park, all the way up, and that's Harlem, up at the north end there. And the Met, you can see, if you can see the screen, is that whole compound area up there. And you can get there pretty close by subway. We walked up through Central Park. It was a nice snowy day. And I recommend going on a snowy day. It was wonderful to walk through and see the kids sledding. This is Alice in Wonderland statue. That's just a little bit uh, south of the museum. And here's the floor plan. And so you go inside. Now, there's a line outside, and it was uh, it looked long when we got there. We got there before opening. But don't be deterred. The line goes very fast. It's good to buy the tickets in advance. They just scan you right in, and you're in. And it didn't take long at all. It it was actually very quick. It felt very accessible, actually, the Met, uh, compared to a place like the Louvre. We're just talking to some people who are going to France in a couple months, and they're going to see the Louvre, and it's just... I thought know, the Louvre is a big deal to go to the Louvre. The, the Met's very accessible, you know, feel, which feels very American. Feels about, you know, feels American. So uh, here's the first floor. There's uh, there's a couple floors, there's two principal floors, you might say, and then there's some higher floors. And you go in the bottom there, the great hall, just nice space. Most people head off to the Egyptian art, probably right off to the right. There's a nice collection of Egyptian art, antiquities, and the temple of Dendor, which we'll see here in a minute. But the, you know, the the place is American, the American wing. So I tell you that uh, right, right the night before, you know, Jessica wanted to go to the Met and I, I couldn't even remember a thing that was in the Met. I couldn't remember anything. And um, that, uh, and I was like, okay, what's there that I want to see? Because I, I tend to approach these kind of travel experiences. If it's a fun travel experience, whether you're driving on a road trip or maybe going around a city, I like to turn it into sort of my own version of a uh, like a like a like like one of those uh, computer uh, role playing games where you're playing a character. And, you know, in those games, you always have some kind of quest you have to go get. You have to go get some kind of token, some kind of MacGuffin that you that's uh, that you're supposed to go find and you have to ask people and you're sort of led there. And uh, so you sort of have a quest. Right. And so I like to give myself little quests. So and I looked at, okay what's my quest? Uh, on this. What's the one thing that I definitely want to see while I'm at the mat that I can pick up that little gold coin while I'm there. And um, so uh, come on mods. Let's see. Do we have some problem with the mods here? Uh, I am actually the mod. Uh, Let's see. Uh, uh, Let's see. User for this live stream. Okay. User's muted. All right. <sighs> uh, I, I think I'm the mod, so I have to pay attention to the, the chat here. The American Wing, which is you can see is up, if you can see the screen, is up on the upper right. It was a two-story space. And like so many of these things, it's a museum within the museum. And and we'll talk about that in a moment. But I decided that my my quest in the Met was obviously going to have to be Uh, well, I'll get to it in a second, but it's, it's the painting you saw at the beginning, you know, that patriotic painting, which I didn't even know was at the Met. I didn't know that that painting was at the Met. Uh, but when we first got in just a little bit, this is how I do things. Uh, we headed, uh, there were so many people there and it was so crowded around the Egyptian thing. They said, let's go back to the very back of the museum to this thing called the Robert Lehman collection. You know, it's usually, it's a separate little collection. So that's actually, um. Robert Lehman collection is actually the uh, Lehman Brothers, you know, the Lehman Brothers family. So Robert Lehman was the grandson of the founder of it, and uh, he was president, and he donated his art collection to the Met, and they put in a special thing at the back, uh, and uh, it's... Uh, my animation is terrible here. Okay, there he is. I have a picture of him. The animation's all wrong. Uh, so that is the Lehman Brothers that collapsed. So his collection, which was at 54 uh, West 54th Street, near right near Trump Tower. And they took entire rooms of his house and put them in the Met. And he had an enormous collection. I have to say, it's a very nice collection. And I was interested in it. Uh, what was the, uh, when we were back there, what's the museum that, what's the painting that's clear in the back along the axis of the museum with the space that goes all the way from the front, all the way to the back? It's like the entire museum is focused on one painting and that painting is uh, the Tahitian bathers by Gauguin. That's the painting that's in clear in the back in the Lehman collection. It's like, it's the entire focus of the museum. And I thought that's very, that's pretty good. That's like a center of gravity of Western art, you know, is Gauguin, you know, there's everything after that. There's everything before that. So I, I think that was pretty good. So there's Lehman again. Um, we can talk about him, you know, he's a banker, but this was the, this is the crown jewel of the museum that you, you have to go see if you're in New York. I, I think that it's almost like uh, people don't even know about its existence in New York because it's in the Met and because it's inside a huge museum and because it's clear in the back and in a, in a, in a room sort of that it dominates. If they if they put this museum, uh, put, put this this painting, I think, in its own museum, like in, in, in Midtown Manhattan, and you just, you had to buy tickets and you walked in and you looked at this painting and nothing else and you walked out. There would be, it would be one of the biggest tourist attractions in New York, I think. Oh, you have to go see Washington Crossing the Delaware, you know, if, but because it's in the Met, it's just sort of like it's there. People forget it's there, but it is in the Met. Here's what it looks like it's a very large painting. It's a very large painting, covers the entire wall, and it has a really ornate frame that is uh, not the original frame that this came in. It's a reconstructed frame. The original frame was lost. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But if you do like this, uh, please do uh give a thumbs up. We appreciate it. I really appreciate the thumbs up because it helps the the rest of Badlands know that uh, that, that you guys actually like this show. And uh and I think I got did I not get a a rumble rant from Bear BL who said we are not seeing the slides. Thank, thank you for the five dollar kick in to to actually tell me what I should have been aware of uh there, uh Bear BL, your your sweetheart. Um and thank you. Thank you for thumbs up. Thank you for liking this. Uh, it really helps me uh, the, the stay as part of the Badlands schedule. So um, so this painting, we all know it. We've all seen it. Washington Crossing the Delaware. Everybody's familiar with it. Everybody knows that it's not, you know, it's not historically accurate on certain ways. You know, Washington wouldn't have been standing up. And it was nighttime. And the flag wasn't even made yet that they show. Oh, la, la. Did anybody tell you that art is not about capturing something in its complete material verisimilitude? That you did anybody ever explain that to you that that art can capture ideals? I'm just talking about ideals. That the ideal of America is what needs to be made great again. That once upon a time, back in you know the idea of America, the, the idea of what America represents, that even though America, the country has always been flawed because we live in a fallen reality of sin and brokenness of the human of, of, the human heart is broken. you know the, 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 Christianity tells us that, you know Nevertheless, the ideal of America was a great one. And uh, that's what needs to be made great again because that can be permanent again we can bring that back and that has nothing to do with with our economy and that has nothing to do with with our military even those are reflections of the ideal of america being great and that's i think what trump was meaning that the we can have that in our power the ideal the idea of america was a great idea that people pursued but lately hasn't felt like a great idea both the right and left there's it's like, what does America even mean now? The, the, the left wants to make America a lousy idea, that America was a lousy idea. And in some ways, uh we, we've bought into that too. That's that you know, it's like, wow, you know, America sort of sucks lately. And we're not talking about the economy, we're not talking about the military, you know, we're talking about the idea of America. So um goodbye. Do another ah, playing mod. Once I get used to it, then it'll be fine. The idea of America is what needs to be great again. And this, this painting. So who, let me tell you, you know much about this painting. First of all, I'm going to tell you this about this painting. If you don't know this, this, so this in the second floor of the American uh, collection, right in the smack in the middle of Manhattan. Here's good old George Washington. And uh, here's the, here's the thing about this This painting this is not the original this is a copy what you're seeing here and what you see when you go to the Met, is a copy of the original do you know what happened to the original 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 was destroyed did you know the original of this painting was destroyed when was it destroyed it was destroyed it was destroyed in a bombing raid in world war ii the original of this painting, the original George Washington crossing the Delaware, was destroyed in a bombing raid in World War II. This is a copy. Now, it was made by the original artist just a few years after the original original. So, but it's it's a sec. It's this copy. So maybe it's improved. We can say maybe it's improved. Why not? Uh, and this copy wound up in America. So the first one, how did it get dest- original get destroyed in World War II? It got destroyed in a bombing raid because it was in Germany. It was in Germany. Why was it in Germany? Because it had always been in Germany. Why was it always been in Germany? Because it was painted by a German. (laughs) A German guy who came, who grew up in the U.S. He was born in Germany, grew up in the U.S., went back to Germany and was inspired by the idea of America. The greatness of the idea of America. So much that he painted this. And the reason that he painted it maybe had a lot to do with uh, he wanted to inspire the people of Europe that says this is the way to do it. This is this is how you become a free people, is with this idea. So it really was the export of America and the greatness of the American idea to to continental Europe in a big way. In the 1850s, is what 1851 was when it was painted. But the original was destroyed in the bombing raid. It was in Bremen, in the art museum in Bremen. And this, the guy who painted it is Emanuel Leutze. This is the guy who painted it. There's where it was. So he was German. Uh, so there it was. And uh, it, was British bo- it was British bombers, September 1942. They bombed the art museum. They'd already taken out a lot of paintings from the museum, the works already. But they couldn't move the George Washington one because it was too big. So they, So when the museum was was uh, destroyed in a bombing raid by british bombers so just think of that think how weird that is that irony so this is a painting about made by a german guy about americans fighting the british for independence but the americans are on their way to fight some germans the hessians (laughs) and then the painting gets destroyed painting by a German gets destroyed by British bombers. How weird is that? I mean, it's it's easy to make a little too much of the coincidence, but it is sort of weird, isn't it? A weird sort of twists about how things go. So, uh, Leutze made three versions. He made the original, original, and he made a big copy, which wound up in, in, uh, in uh, New York. And that's the one you see. And it wound up, they, they took it over to New York, he made a copy, and they They took it to New York and it was for uh, the New York Sanitary Exposition, I think in uh, around 1880. And that was to, uh, no, in the 1860s, excuse me, it was to raise money for uh, sanitary conditions in the hospitals in in, in the Civil War. Uh, And they showed this painting and they they showed it the way I thought you would show it today, which is they had a special tent set up with just the painting in and you paid admission for a donation and you went in and you just admired the painting. And I think if, if they had that today, it'd be a huge draw. It'd be a huge draw but right now you have to sort of fight your way through the met like a quest in a video game It's like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna find this painting and it took several tries to figure out where it was I, it was the wrong floor etc but this is my quest i'm not gonna leave the met without seeing this painting you know uh there is a second copy a third version of the painting much smaller and uh, so there the first one's gone uh the third one that he painted you can see is much smaller this is in Minnesota, in Winona, Minnesota, at the Minnesota Maritime Museum, and they bought it uh, recently. This one for, I think, around forty million dollars. It's it's you know it's cool, but it, it doesn't have the grandiose scope that's of the of the copy of the original that's in the Met, which really has a overpowering sense, and you can sit there on the bench and just look at it, and it's it's wonderful. So. Uh, totally worth going to see if you're in new york and like i said if it was his own thing it was if, if his own in its own uh, uh if it was in its own structure i think it would be a tremendously huge uh, attraction in new york so we'll take a little break here for a second uh and we're gonna uh say hello to our second sponsor for the evening which is uh, my pillow we'll come back we'll talk more about we'll read a, read a little bit about the the meaning of this. To celebrate the new year, we're having the biggest sale
2: ever on overstock clearance and brand new products. For example, save 60% on our Goose Down Comforts, the best comforters ever. They go perfectly with our My Pillow bed sheets and duvet covers. Save 25% on our brand new kitchen towels. They're made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. Our initial quantities are extremely low, so get them now before they go Our seasonal flannel sheets are finally in. You save up to 50% and they sell out fast every year, so order now. They're truly the best flannel sheets you'll ever sleep on. Or save up to 80% on all our clearance items. And this is where it gets even better for a limited time. Your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen, use that promo code to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. And for a limited time, your order ships
3: absolutely
2: free to celebrate the new year. We're having the biggest sale ever on overstock clearance.
3: All right. And tonight's episode of Spellbreakers is also brought to you in part by The Wellness Company. Life is unpredictable. If you have learned anything these last four years, it's that. And while we can't possibly predict everything that might be thrown at us, we can prepare for it. Introducing two new emergency kits from The Wellness Company, the first aid emergency kit for everything from sports activities to camping trips. Compact and convenient, this kit contains critical prescription medications and supplies that everyone should have on hand. The travel emergency kit is especially designed for life on the go. Compact, lightweight, and loaded with essentials from, for any adventure. Whether it's a road trip, a hike, a visit to the Met, or I threw that part in, or just the unpredictability of daily life, you'll be ready. Next level readiness is at your fingertips with the emergency kits from the wellness company. Stay one step ahead to have peace of mind for the unpredictable. Visit badlandsmedia.tv TWC and use promo code BADLANDS for the exclusive 10% discount, that's badlandsmedia.tv/slash/twc promo code badlands. All right, so we're back. We're at the Met, and we're on our way to see the see that painting. Which, well, uh, so I did. I did collect the coin. Um, those aren't the photographs. The photographs I took, but yeah, it's a wonderful experience. I could have sat in there for hours, uh, just looking at that and meditating on it because. Does capture something about the greatness of the idea of America, that is, that is, where you don't care whether it's the real version of what happened exactly, but there's so many little parts of it that went in. And I'll read an article here in a minute that uh, that's sort of interesting. But I wanted to show you that I mentioned these uh, portraits of George Washington at the beginning. I was comparing these to the uh, AI-generated images. Uh, that we're, we're seeing lately. And the idea can, can AI generated images ever compete with human art? Well, we'll, we'll see about that. But uh, these two images, you've seen a lot of images of Washington. I, I have to just mention one of the coolest things at the Met is that between the first and the second floor in the American wing, it's a huge open space. There's a mezzanine level, which we went on because I thought it was the I thought it was the second floor where the, where the uh, crossing the Delaware painting was, but it was actually, it's a mezzanine. And we went in there and we went around looking for it. And they have, at the Met, they have something called open store, uh, open storage, where they keep at least part of their collection that they're not displaying. They don't just put it in the back and have it collect dust, like the, like, you know, the Ark of the Covenant, (laughs) the Lost Ark or in a crate or anything. They actually have a special part of the museum where they keep many of their paintings that aren't currently on exhibit they keep they keep there and they keep them just on this in this case this glass case and there's no information about them they're just a number and and you you walk down these rows and rows like this and you walk in and you see all these like uh antique chairs like one after another after another and it's like oh well you've got a lot of chairs and then you go on and you see there's paintings and there's there's all these paintings with and there's no explanation there's just numbers and there's like there's like 20 portraits of George Washington right next to each other. And it's like, oh, these are all the ones, you know, if you ever collected stamps when you were a kid and you you know what they, you, they, were, they, they were, they have a lot of stamps with George Washington on them from these images. It's like, oh, it's like all those stamps, you know? Uh, this, So this is, uh, it's cool. It's on the mezzanine second floor. It, you just pop in and you look and there's all these other, you know, there's Franklin and there's James Monroe. and And, and it's really weird. It's like, oh, there's, it's sort of cool. It's a really cool part of the museum, even though it's not part of the exhibit. And I love that they did that. It's a really great idea. Um, so totally recommend that. Uh, if it, It's on the mezzanine, right below where where, where the crossing of Delaware is. Uh, totally, totally recommend it. And so, yeah, the deeper meaning of George Washington crossing the Delaware. So let's, let's look at this article here. So I, I think this will be the centerpiece of, of tonight's show. I was going to read this article. So what is this? So Jessica and I we went to the met snowy day had a great time I collected my little gold coin uh and and a few others that I the uh, minor ones lesser ones you know you want the you want the big gold coin uh you want to do your fulfill the primary goal you know fulfill the primary goal and uh, we didn't do it first we went to the layman collection in first in back which was pretty interesting uh, I'm show a few images from that and then we warmed up we went to the cafeteria which is in the uh, which is in the American Wing, and then we we, we tried to find George Washington, and uh, so the deeper meaning. This is an article. So this was in the Wall Street Journal. The day we went to the Met, we came home. We're in the hotel room, and Jessica says, "Hey, there's an article in the Wall Street Journal today about the painting." That's what you know when you play in the spirit of life, when you let the Holy Spirit guide you, and and in your in your quest for the authenticity. Uh, in the spirit of things, these kind of things tend to happen. I found out is, of course, the very day we go see this painting, there's an article in the Wall Street Journal about the painting, because of course there is. So um, this is uh, the deeper meaning of the Washing of Washington Crossing the Delaware, the iconic painting by Emanuel Leutze, the German guy, is often criticized today for being historically inaccurate and simplistically patriotic. Simplistically patriotic, you know. I, that probably it, it describes me, you know, uh, but the truth is far more interesting because you can't fool me. I remember when the idea of America was a great idea and I got that feeling when I went back to the Met. So let, let's, I, I will read this article, then I'll just mention a few other artists that you'll find in the American wing who who really, I think, captured the spirit of the greatness of the American idea. There, there were many there, but I'll mention a couple of my favorites. But let's read this article by Meyer Soloveitchik. Soloveitchik. Meyer Soloveitchik. The most famous image of the American Revolution hangs not in the Capitol, but in the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Emanuel Leutze's enormous 1851 painting, Washington Crossing the Delaware, depicts the general's journey on December 25th, 1776, as he launched a surprise attack on hundreds of Hessian troops quartered in Trenton, New Jersey. Few American paintings are so recognizable, as countless parodies attest. But as its fame has increased, so have criticisms of the work. Some detractors focus on Loitz's alleged errors and inaccuracies. Washington troops crossed in the dead of night, not during the dawn's early light, the boat that carried the general would have been much larger than the one in the painting, and could have contained, could not have contained so many soldiers. The stars and stripes banner held in the painting by future president James Monroe was not adopted as the national flag until 1777, and the river with its large blue blocks of ice looks more like the Rhine in Loitz's native Germany than in any American waterway. Other critics are made uncomfortable by what they see as the painting's simplistic glorification of the American past. The description of the painting on the Metropolitan Museum's website notes that its focus on George Washington reflects, quote, great man theory of history, a great man theory of history. The museum commissioned a modern version featuring Native Americans rather than the Continental soldiers in order to reflect on the biases of American history and myth-making We'll come back to the woke thing in a minute, in the museum, because there's a lot of woke stuff in the museum. But thankfully, it's tolerable. But uh, I'm totally not surprised. In truth, however, while Loitz's painting is certainly patriotic, it is not simplistically so. It is a complex reflection on both the inspirational achievements of the revolution and the ways it failed to live up to its ideals. In dramatizing the past, the work expresses aspirations for the American future, yeah okay this so far the article's like sort of uh it, it, it it's sort of a uh, weak sauce to me you know it's it's not hasn't told me really anything i don't know but let's see let's see if it gets in understanding the paintings like i think i could have written this article like posing as a as a as a as a mainstream journalist understanding the painting begins with Loitz's own story born in germany in 1816 he was still a child when he came to the u.s with his parents and in his mid-20s he returned to the land of his birth. After the revolutions that swept Europe in 1848, now here, we get to, here we get to the interesting part. After the revolutions that swept Europe in 1848, Loitze sought to bridge the two continents that formed him by creating an image from the American past that would inspire the growth of democracy in Europe. At the same time, he wanted to express his hopes for the future of the country embraced by his parents and so many other immigrants in the 19th century. The first clue to the painting's complexity can be found in the image of a black man seated near Washington's knee. He has long been, it wasn't even put there by Google. It it was put there by Emanuel Leutze. He has long been, he was put there, black man. He has long been identified as, I guess you can say it if you're referring to an image. He has long been identified as Prince Whipple, a man enslaved by William Whipple, an officer in the Revolutionary Army. Prince Whipple served alongside William and received his freedom at the end of the war. But as the historian David Hackett Fisher has noted, all the evidence indicates that Prince Whipple was not present at the crossing of the Delaware. Oh my. Oh, next you're going to be telling me George Washington wasn't black. Oh no. Fisher argues that the man's dress indicates he is meant to be a member of the Massachusetts 14th Regiment, led by John Glover. Hailing from Marblehead, the regiment uh, the regiment was comprised of a group of seamen who had worked together in civilian life before serving under George Washington. According to the New England Historical Sci- Society, these men comprised the first integrated regiment of the mil- American military. And Washington relied on them during critical moments in his campaign. Well, that's interesting. You know, it was Glover's men who helped Washington escape across the East River to Manhattan after the loss of the Battle of Brooklyn. And the, so we talked about that in the previous show. And the same regiment navigated the icy flows of the Delaware to reach Trenton. What Washington achieved there was a testament to his leadership. But without the the rowers, there would have been no chance for the surprise attack. Leutze, an avowed abolitionist, featured a member of the integrated 14th Regiment as a model for what America could be. The painting deliberately depicts a diverse group of rowers. So, you know, oh, diversity is a new thing. There was no diversity in the past. Loitza, a devout abolitionist featured a member of the integrated 14th regiment as a model for what America could be the painting deliberately depicts a diverse group of rowers. In addition to the black man, there is a man wearing a Scottish hat, apparently an immigrant like Loitza, and a Native American on the other end of the craft. The boat for Lloyd's is American itself. See, this is why the Met, this is why the woke people at the Met and and. You know, I it, you know every museum is run by woke people now. Every museum, every curatorial staff of every museum is full on woke, unless it's a museum like dedicated to Donald Trump or something like that. If it's a, it's you know that's true, and it's it's you can't hold that against the people who built the museum that it fell into these hands. We we all let it happen, um, but you can tell that that they must have been frustrated by by the Washington crossing the Delaware. Let's see, you know. Uh, Uh, should have had this on the screen a little bit here they must have been um frustrated by it so uh, that there was a black man on there and a native american on the on the in the painting they must have been frustrated by that because that this is like diversity ethnic diversity of america in the most patriotic image ever created about america and that was 1851 before the civil war so because you know the left needs there to be this huge racist past that they can point a finger at and go oh it was so racist in the past we are going to show you how to be diverse it was already diverse it was already diverse so they had that's why they had to make it all Native Americans only Native Americans were in the boat you know because you know that they have, they have to go to some extreme then right because that's the it's it, oh no we've already we've been out diversed already oh you know what it's just you know they just don't know how to have fun uh perhaps the best inspiration of washington crossing the delaware comes from makoto fujimara oh, excuse me perhaps the best recent interpretation I gotta read best recent interpretation of washington crossing the delaware comes from makoto fujimara oh are we gonna like this i don't know where uh, see I'm, i haven't read this before this is i'm you're getting a reaction video for me i should have mentioned that i haven't read the article um And like I said, so far, it's sort of, you know, middling. Uh, Perhaps the best recent interpretation of the painting comes from Makoto Fujimara. It's Japanese, so they like America usually. So let's see what happens. An artist whose life and career offer a striking parallel to Loitsa's. Born in Massachusetts to Japanese immigrants in 1960, 1960, he spent part of his childhood in Japan and part in the U.S. in a 2014 commencement address at Cairo University, in Pennsylvania, Fujimara reflected on how Loitza sought to capture the very essence and ideal of democracy itself, embodying a diverse coalition of you, of unlikely heroes gathered together in a boat, cast into the icy wave. Okay. That's a nice, that's a nice quote, nothing too profound in it. Fujimara argues that Loitza deliberately depicted the Delaware as if it deliberately depicted the Delaware as if it were the Rhine because he was asking his fellow Germans to embrace the American example. The painting on this view expresses the same idea that American, that Abraham Lincoln voiced in his speech in Trenton in 1861, that Washington's crossing of the Delaware embodied something even more than national independence. That's something that held out a great promise to all the peoples of the world to all time to come wow let's see there's a word great in there something even more than national independence lincoln said that's something that held out a great promise to all the people of the world to all time to come permanent what we were saying that the great the ideal of america can be great again and that can be permanent i think that's what lincoln's lincoln's sort of saying right here he's sort of saying that He is saying that. Putting so many soldiers in a tiny boat was also a symbolic choice. At at a time when many in Europe were excluded from civic life and many in America were enslaved. Washington Crossing the Delaware urges Europeans to embrace democracy while reminding Americans, as Fisher put it, that they were all in the same boat. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, Okay, that's nice. It's crowded. It's like we're... We're all, we're just, we're going to pack everybody in. Everybody's going to come along for the ride. And, And of course, the revolution wasn't just about American independence. It was about an ideal of America. It was about an idea of America. As we mark the birthdays of Washington and Lincoln this year. So this was, this was just came out two weeks ago. Leutze's remarkable painting shows us how not to idolize or idealize the past, but to, I guess, I think he's, but to celebrate its best aspects in order to inspire us as we face the future. So Meyer Solevich is a director of the Strauss Center for Torah and Western Thought at Yeshiva University and rabbi of Congregation Shearith Israel in New York. He is the author of Providence and Power: Ten Portraits in Jewish Statemanship. Statesmanship. Okay, well, I will give this article. Uh, I'm going to give it a B. Um, I think it's sort of middling in its, it, it, you know, especially the ending there as we mark the birthdays of Washington and Lincoln this year, Leutze's remarkable painting shows us how not to idealize or idealize the past, but to celebrate its best aspects aspects in order to inspire us as we face the future. Uh, that's like something a freshman college student would write, I think, you know, that's, that, that. It's like, oh, I need to wrap up the essay. I need to come up with sort of a nice way of getting out of this essay. Uh, there was a few things in there that were interesting. Like I said, I liked the Lincoln quote. Um, liked learning about the, you know, that, yeah, I, I think his point about diversity, that's that's fine, but it really wasn't his point. It was more of like uh, Fujimara's point, Makoto Fujimara and Lincoln. <laughs> so, uh, Thank you, uh, Meyer, Rabbi, Thank you, Rabbi Solovicek, for uh, writing that article in the Wall Street Journal of, that was um, February 17th, uh, 2024. Back at the Met. The Met, it's great. It's a great, it's a great space. Interior, exterior, really a great space. Yeah, so if you go to their website, it's got, um, you will see the, uh, the, it's got the permanent exhibits that you see on the map, and then it's got the, uh, exhibits just for now you know they have special things that that they create that are temporary they last a couple months or eight months or a year or whatever uh so here they are here are the ones that you could see we didn't go to any of them i just i was fine with the permanent collection uh the harlem renaissance and it's transatlantic modernism so that's the first one they're featuring that just opened that wasn't open when we were there so uh, harlem renaissance sure yeah why not uh africa and byzantium so byzantine empire was partly in africa so this is uh uh, do you see if you see any themes in these special ones? You know, uh, women dressing women. Okay, uh, the facade commission, Nancy uh, Bagramanian scratching the back looks like some modern art grounded in clay, the spirit of Pueblo pottery. So, some uh, North American Native American Indians, Indian skies, collection of Indian court paintings. Uh, uh, oh, I this one I would have gone to if I'd known about before yesterday we could fly. An Afrofuturist period room. I love Afrofuturism. I love this stuff with like Africa, super, you know, like like the Black Panther world and all that. Mima Hunter, five dollars. Matt is the best. Join me in a rally, friends. Yes, go and you know, uh, whatever you want to kick in, and also whatever, whatever. Please do give a like. Please do give a like. Uh, Korea art in the mad Okay, lots of Af- the the African origin of civilization. So, this you know, you can see there is one a couple about European art. look again, European paintings thirteen hundred to eighteen hundred. It's like, yeah, before we take them all down, have another look <laughs> before we get rid of all the western art, have a last look, you yeah. you might you know why not as you tra- as we transition to uh I'm a big western art fan, um rem is masterpieces of Judaica, uh recent acquisitions for uh, okay. Northern Renaissance and a little more European art celebrating the year of the dragon. Okay. Take one last look of of Western civilization before it goes away, folks. Um, That's a little cynical. I know that's a little cynical. um, That, uh, but you know, it is what it is. Like I said, the, 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 uh, you know, he, Here's what I think. Some, some people think about, like, what would happen if there was a big grid, if the grid went down and lasted weeks, and we all had to scrounge for food and all this? What do you think is going to happen to the Met in that kind of scenario? If you're looking forward to that kind of scenario, just think what would happen to the Met, you know? Like, w- we shamed the Iraqis for what happened to their museum while we were bombing the freaking country. But just think if, you know, what would happen to them. They wouldn't loot it for the money. People would come in to tear it down. They would, yeah, people would make off with stuff, but there would be people that would come in just to destroy. You know, that's true. And that's what's a shame. So here's the Temple of Dendor. This is a really great space, the Egyptian space. A lot of people had here first. I showed you this on the map. Uh, the tour guide, uh, Jessica was uh, read a book by a, 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 a tour guide at the Met. And he was a tour guide there for nine years. And he said, the number one question people got here was, is it real? Is it real? Barabiel, great show. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Is it real? It's like, yes, it's real. Everything here is real. Um, There's a great collection of Egyptology uh, stuff there, but probably the Brooklyn Museum has even more. It's not overwhelming with mummies like the British Museum is where you're like, oh, more mummies. I can't take it. Uh, Great European statuary hall. Plenty of armor. This is the Robert Lehman collection in the back in this weird sort of uh, space there. Here's the Gauguin muse- a painting that's clear in the back of the museum that I think is on the on the fo- axis focus axis of the museum. Here's the Lehman collection. So he was the banker. There's Robert Lehman. There was the old Lehman Brothers headquarters. Here again another shot of the great painting on the second floor of the American Wing. But there's plenty of other stuff. This is a Velasquez painting. I didn't know this was in the museum. Lamb of God, you know, this is, there's some really great, uh, Spanish Renaissance, uh, paintings, but really it's the American art, the American collection, because there's, there there are masters of the European art in other places you can see, but I think this is the finest collection of paintings that reflect the greatness of America. So this is a, this is an artist that I think you've probably all seen his work. This is Albert Bierstadt, who did great scenes of the West, uh, and in, in there's a, there's a Bierstadt Moraine in Rocky Mountain National Park near where I grew up in Northern Colorado. And so he came and painted these wonderful scenes. Uh, this is by Augustus St. Gaudens, a great sculptor who I'll, I'll mention him in a minute. Um, uh, in detail, i am just mentioned him, but, uh, so this is an example. So this is a, a sculpture that St. Gaudens did. He made me a lot of human figure sculptures. And I went up and looked at this one, and uh, there was a little thing on it with it. Not only did it say this was uh, Hiawatha by Augustus St. Gaudens, and it gave a little bit about the uh, about the sculpture, but it made sure to have an additional little tag next to it, which was a Native American perspective. And they got the got somebody who was an American Indian to make a commentary like this. And this is the kind of thing you would see throughout the museum. You see these little woke things that are a Native American perspective on a, on a painting about the West, not on every painting. But on like one per room, there was at least one and you go over look at it and it was always exactly what you think it was going to be. You know, it was always, it was always, um, it it was always like, well, this is, this shows the crudity of the, how he thought about American Indians. It's like, he made all his human figures that way. (laughs) You know, you obviously didn't see any other things. Same with Frederick Remington. A lot of his stuff there. You've seen that. Uh, another artist that I think there is that really reflects the greatness of the American spirit is Louis Comfort Tiffany. So this is a window by him. Uh, here's some Rookwood China uh, that was made in uh, uh, the Rookwood factory in, in Cincinnati, I guess. Monet is there. Uh, John Brown, uh, great painting there. John Brown, you've probably seen that uh, with the Kansas tornado in the background, a little low uh, Wizard of Oz reference before the time, uh, portraitures, Catherine of Burgundy, a rich person from the 15th century. If you were really, really rich in the 15th century, you could have a, you could have a portrait painted of yourself, right? Uh, so the, this is Mary of Burgundy, uh, a lot of stuff like that Infanta of Spain, the, all of the West is there, all of the West. Uh, uh, the Robert Lehman collection has a lot of gold ground paintings, a lot of stuff like this. He was Jewish, but he collected a lot of Christian art, which is really cool. Uh, Maybe the coolest thing in the museum, you gotta see the uh, Versailles uh, uh, room, the Versailles room. So, John Vanderlyn in the eight around 1815 was an American painter and he went to Europe because at the time, Uh, Americans realized they would have to go to Europe to keep abreast of the things that were going on and be cultured. So he went to Europe to learn how to paint. Uh, This would have been during the, I think the James Monroe administration. And he went to Versailles and he painted it, but he not just painted it. He painted these huge murals standing atop the aquatic region of Versailles. And this picture really doesn't do it justice, but Uh, you stand in this oval room. It's an oval room. There's nothing else in it, but these two paintings and they follow the oval. And it's like, you look one way and then you look the other and it's like, if you were standing in Versailles and there's even, you can't see it, but in the window of the palace, there is uh, the king, the restored bourbon King of France there with the emperor of Germany and emperor of Russia next to him. Uh, And it's just delightful thing. Now this used to be one of the fascinating things I learned about in this room. We just sat there and it was like, "Well, this is so cool in this room by itself." Uh, and so you got to see this if you go there. It, and it this used to be in its own little museum in in downtown New York, down near Wall Street. They had a special building with for just for this, with an oval room, and you paid an admission and you went in and, and saw it. It's like how cool would that be if that were still the case? Again, nobody knows about this because it's in the Met. But if it were his own thing, well, there you go. So this is what the American wing looks like. I said it's a big plaza. It's a big, a big, uh, 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 not a plaza. It's, it's a big open space. Uh, the the so it's a first floor and then the mezzanine where those uh, that storages that I told you about. It's really gnarly. And then the, the quote unquote second floor on the top there. That's where the Washington painting is. So, Louis Comfort Tiffany. So I wanted to mention two artists right at the end here that I think to me these guys capture. When I see these, when I see stuff by Louis Comfort Tiffany, who is the son of the founders of Tiffany's department store, and he made the glass windows and the glass lampshades, that that are just stunning. They're just stunning. Like all good, great, America, truly American art, like Albert Bierstadt or Fred Remington's sculptures of the West, or Louis Temp- Comfort Tiffany's windows, or 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 Augusta Saint-Gaudens figures, it makes me feel good about America. It makes me feel it makes me feel warm and fuzzy because it really about America because it feels like such a breath of fresh air compared to the past that came before it. it. It's like the Americans of that time thought we we're building a new nation and we have this optimism, this looking to the future, this bursting forth free creativity and that we that we uh, dilute, delete another spammer all right? We have this, and we can take, we are the inheritors of the all of what is great about Europe, European civilization, and we can build on that, and we'll build something new. And that's what I feel when I go into the Western, the, the American wing of the Met, and I see not only, not only Washington crossing the Delaware, but all these windows by Tiffany, that the photographs do not do them justice. You look at the windows that he created, and... And you feel, you, I just feel this longing for wanting to be like in where the painting is. There's something so optimistic and beautiful about it. And so American. And and it's like, yeah, America was great. The ideal of it that we all had in our head was great. It's what helped us have these great works of art. And we can have that. We can have that again. And it can be permanent. So We're almost. We're almost coming up. We got fifteen minutes left, and um, this is probably a good, good enough place to to stop for the evening. Now, tonight's spellbreakers has been brought to you in part by the Badland Shop. By the Badland Shop. So, the Badland Shop. There we go. Badland Shop. In today's fast-paced world, peace of mind is priceless. That's where Badlands Media steps in. Preparing you for life's uncertainties is about being ready for anything right where you are. Welcome to the Badlands Media Shop. We've partnered with patriot companies offering products that empower you to prepare for any eventuality comfortably from your home. The Badlands Shop has everything you need to secure your peace of mind. Browse the virtual aisles, prepare your family for the year ahead with products you can trust from companies that share your values. Whether it's growing your own food or prepping long-term storage, protecting your family, or stockpiling on emergency supplies, we've got you covered. Get prepared. Visit the Badlands Media Shop at badlandsmedia.tv shop. Today, every purchase supports a freedom-loving business as well as Badlands Media. That's badlandsmedia.tv shop. Thank you for your continued support. So yes, thank you for your continued support. Thank you for everybody that came tonight. Uh, Research nut five dollars. Appreciate your enthusiasm and research, man. Thank you. Thank you. You know you you guys. This I went to a museum in New York, and here I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I get to do this and share it with you, and think about it, and talk about America, and talk about what makes the Met great, what makes New York great, what makes what makes well. But the idea of America, great. And this will be, we, we will, we will make America great again. We can do that. And that's, that's, that's something that can be permanent. That's something that will outlast even Trump's third term. You know, it has to, or else we're we're done. You know, we, we've we got to, you know, it's like we got a little, we got to, we got a you know, a kickstart, you know, like when you start an engine and it goes on a little bit and then it's... Like we got a little bit of that. And now we just need to finish the job now, don't we? We just need to finish the job. So thank you all for joining me this evening. Uh, I'm going to pick it up next week with, well, this weekend I'm going out of town again. I'm going to another, I'll just tell you, I'm going to another state that's a very blue state. One of the problem child states that we complain about a lot. It's on the other coast. I'm going to go there. And if I can scrounge together a show out of the experience, cause we're going to be there during the weekend, which means it's going to, and I've got a bunch of stuff to do. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a social event. Um, is that it's going to be, uh, I'll, I'll try to come up with some things, good things to say about another blue state after, under next week where some of you live, I happen to know. So thank you all for joining me this evening. I'm going to send you out with a little bit more of George M. Cohan from, uh, I can't play your grand old flag. It didn't it didn't have the uh, didn't have the sound. But uh, what do we got over here? We've got Vanland's uh, outro. Sure. Uh, oh, I like this one. This is also from Yankee Doodle Dandy. So have a great week, everybody, and I will see you next week. All right.
0: Get your gun, get your gun. Take it on the run, on the run, on the run. Hear them calling you and me, every Every son son of liberty. Liberty. Hurry right away, no delay, go today. Make your daddy glad to have had such a lad. Tell your
1: sweetheart not to hide, to be proud.
0: soldier, keep singing, Nora.
2: Weather the lights? Oh, I suppose the generator's gone again.
0: Hit your lights and play them on the stage so we can keep going, will you? All right. If you do that, fine, thanks. The switch. Hey, boys, hit your lights and keep them on the scene until the others come up, will you? That's fine. Thanks very much. That the Yanks are coming, the Yanks
1: are coming, the drums rum everywhere.
2: You so much for joining us and don't forget to hit the thumbs up on this video. And a special thank you to all of our advertising partners. Please remember to shift your dollars to support those businesses that support Badlands Media.